Welcome to the Prodigy Kid Podcast, where I'm on a path to discover what successful entrepreneurs are teaching their kids about success and making money. After a near-death experience a few years ago, I'm now actively documenting my journey as I teach my son, Nate, everything I've learned as I guide him to success and entrepreneurship. On this podcast, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs to find out exactly what they are teaching their kids about success and making money, and we'll be interviewing young entrepreneurs that are having success. I'm honored and excited for this opportunity and look forward to having you along for the ride. All right, so we're back on the Prodigy Kid podcast, and we've got Andrea Bethis here with us today. Thanks. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so what this podcast is all about, and I'm, I'm really excited about having you here because you've got kind of a unique take on the whole situation that, I'm, that I've got going. So we've got, I don't want to say parallel uh, things going, but we kind of do. I mean, this is, um, I'm, I'm aimed at families, and that's exactly who you're aimed at, kids and families. So I think it's a good, good partnership, and it's good we, uh, we kind of team up and do this podcast. So what I want to know and, and figure out is, here's, you know, let the audience know you, you, um, we're, we're, we're interviewing and what we're trying to figure out and get to the bottom of is what do the wealthy teach their kids about success and making money? So my definition of wealth and wealthy is not necessarily, all right, Andrea's on, on the podcast. She's wealthy. You know, she's got a jet, all that stuff. No, it's what is your level of happiness with your health, your money and your, and your relationships, you know, like what, what good is it if you're not healthy, but you have money or you don't have any you know, relationships with your, with your family or whatever, but, but you're, you know, you're running, running a marathon every week. Like you have to have that proper balance. So um, what you've got going is aimed at relationships. And I know that um, obviously you've, you know, you were in the, uh, the real world and, and, and had a, had a job at one point. And then I'm not sure what your husband does, but I know that, um, you know, you've got, you know, you're helping, you're running, you've got all these different, different cool things going. So you're probably happy with where you're at. So it doesn't matter the level level of wealth. Like what's the level of happiness based on those three things. So, um, you know, why don't you just let us know like where, what you, what you've got going and, and, and what you're doing. Yeah. So I started off, my background is, um, geographic information systems and mapping, uh, and data analysis, which is really lots of fancy tech jargon for I'm a nerd. And I worked, (laughs) I worked in the IT department for a long time and my heart will all, a piece of my heart will always be there, but I quit my job to be in the entrepreneur world because that is where my true passion lies And I believe that I have gifts and talents that I can help share with the world that will strengthen homes. And that's what I focus on right now is strengthening homes through helping parents master family dinner time. I believe it's the one time of day that everyone has that you can have those conversations. You can improve your health. You can have these relationships that you envision for your spouse, your kids for the rest of your life in this one time of day. So I help use, I use my nerdy brain and created systems and processes around how you can have no stress dinner and focus on what really matters, which is family bonding. Honestly, it's just me and Nate who you've met. So what we end up doing is I run around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to do it. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, where should we go to Carabas to, to here, to there, to there. And we're going out to eat a lot. And we've got, you know, we're, we're got a good relationship like that, but it's um, you know, it's one of those things where, if, you know, I've talked about, let's have more structure. And my solution was like, maybe we should get like blue apron and every day at six, 
start to eat blue apron and then maybe go out twice a week for, you know, or maybe three times a week, we'd go out and not every night of the week. And, and that, you know, I can see where by making that commitment to your family at that time, like whether they're helping, the, you know, with dinner or if they're, they have, you know, if they're present and you guys have a structure, you know, not everybody's just looking at their phones or, you know, it's, it's just, you know, there's nothing to be productive about. It's like you can tag team what you're already doing and piggyback and, and make the family unit stronger and make everybody you know better. So it's not, you know, like you said, you can be talking about, um, you know, relationships, your health, your anything, you know? So um, now one thing that I think is kind of unique is, you know, you yourself don't have kids yet, but what you're, where you're getting this from is from your upbringing. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. A lot of times when they hear that I don't have kids yet, people are, they give me that funny look of like, Oh, so what are you to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> I love that moment because it's an opportunity to really step into the fact that that is an advantage right now for me to not be a parent. So many parents that I've worked with have said that they feel like they're in tunnel vision. And so it's helpful to have this outside perspective to offer this different viewpoint of how to look at family dinner. So I'm so glad you brought that up, Jeff. I love talking about that. Yeah. Um, but my upbringing was really unique. I was born in Tokyo. I lived in Chicago, Boston, DC, Istanbul, and Albania. We moved every three to four years and it could have been really, really hard, but honestly it was fun. And the reason it was fun is because my unit was my family. Never had a best friend growing up, but I had my family. Mm -hmm. and we went through a lot of trials together and it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, but we knew exactly who we were. We knew how to strengthen each other and support each other. And so once I came out of that household, I went off to college, I got married, I lived overseas by myself. And I realized that the family that I had was not the norm, it was the exception. Mm -hmm. Not that other families were bad or struggling or fighting insane. They just weren't as connected as they told me they wanted to be. And so then that's when I asked myself, okay, how can I help strengthen families? And that's when I called my mom one day and I said, Hey mom, how did you do this? How did you create a home that was so connected and loving? And we had genuine fun together. Like, why do I want to call you every weekend now just to see how you're doing? <laughs> and she said, Andrea, it's because of family dinner time. I prioritize that no matter what we were doing, we would always have family dinner, whether it was at the table or in the car or at a park, no matter where we were, we prioritized this. And so after this experience of talking with my mom, that was a long time ago. Times are different right now. People are really busy. I swear mental health challenges are on the rise. And I believe that we have to do things differently than 20 years ago when I was still home. And so I created new systems and new processes on how to navigate family dinner time now in the world today. So in my case, you heard my story, like what would, what could you recommend to me that I could do to, to see right now, one of my big things is your morning routine. Like, so you wake up and a lot of what the prodigy kid is all about is, is writing down your goals. There's what I call the minimum viable things that you do every day to be successful. It's right. You know, it's reading, it's writing, it's visualization and it's affirmations. And those are best done right as soon as you wake up and also right before you go to bed because there's that transition from you know one state of mind to the next state of mind and you're kind of like winding down or you're just coming out of your 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 you know sleep state. so 
um, those are very important parts of the day, as I would imagine, like what your focus is, is dinner time is another one of those really, really important times of the day where you can slow down. Um, personally, with with our uh, challenge that we've got coming up, it's a 24 day thing. Um, you know, people are, are probably going to say, well, when can I, I I have no time to do this? Well, everybody has an extra 10 minutes when they wake up and right before they go to bed. But they also have that dinner time as well. And that could be 20 minutes, half an hour that they could focus on, on, you know, all kinds of different things. So when you say systems and processes, um, obviously people have trouble with, um, you know, like me, like I want you to plan out a week's worth of meals and go to the store to buy it. Or, you know, like, you know, there's cooking the meal, but then there's cooking the meal with your, with your kids as they're part of the process, you know, that bonding process. And then, there's also like eating the actual dinner, like what's discussed at, you know, so there's so many different, you know, facets to it. Like what, you know, your program, um, I assume hits on all these different things, right? Yeah. You're hitting on such a great topic. And I have this, I, I teach principles and help families find the tactics. Principles are the foundational beliefs and necessary, um, I guess principles is just the best word for it. The principles behind it and then finding the tactic that works best for you. Family dinner has three main essential elements that need to happen for it to be a, a quote unquote successful family dinner. These are the three are number one, what's on the plate. These is, this is the food aspect. Mm-hmm. Number two, what happens around the table. This is the conversation, the bonding. And number three is getting family support. You're not doing it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. So many people, they say, oh, Andrea, well, there's the grocery store, there's cooking, there's all this stuff. That is just one element of the one of the one of the essential elements of family dinner. That's just focusing on one aspect of what's on the plate. And I found that there's so much guilt over takeout or the frozen pizza when actually we can kind of forget about that one short term. And my recommendation is to just pat yourself on the back for what you're doing. It's going awesome. People are eating. Focus on the second element right now, the conversation. Focus on the bonding. You can, there's an exercise called highs and lows where you ask everyone, hey, what was your high of the day? What was your low of the day? Or you have a conversation starter question of, would you, would you rather lick peanut butter off a hobo's foot? Or- <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Like you can play games, you can bond. And so many times it's just so sad. Parents are so guilty over what they're feeding their kids. And they think that the food aspect is going to fix it. But actually it's the second element that if you're only going to focus on one thing, just keep doing what you're doing. It's going awesome. Yes, there are things that we can do to help that, but actually just focus on the conversation. That would be my first suggestion. So this is kind of a little bit off the beaten path. Um, There's, you know, there's ways by which you attract your dream client and not your dream client. So what, at what point is there, you know, in your program, is there a spiritual level to what you're doing? Meaning, meaning, are you blessing the food? Are you, are you having a, you know, a prayer before you eat? Is that the type of thing that you like have to find out and, and, you know, figure out if a client is into that and then you, you go down that road or is that the type of thing where it's just part of the package? And then what would happen is someone that is not interested in any of that, they more than likely won't be interested in your program, but the people that really are into that are like, Oh my God, this is exactly what, you know, like, so what's your, how, what, how do you go about that? 
That's a great question because you're right. Every family is different. And the first week of my program is a lot of the mindset behind dinner time because believe it or not, every single like the every single reason my family dinner isn't working is because of something going on in your own head. And so what I have them do is I have them choose their family values of what they want to incorporate at dinner time. And there's a process to do this. Mm-hmm. But once they know their values, then I customize the entire program based off of their family and their needs. And so if one of those values is spirituality, then a hundred percent, we're going to talk about that and we're going to incorporate that. But if someone couldn't care less at all, and they want to focus on loyalty to family members, mm-hmm. then we incorporate everything that we do around those values. So it's very, very um uh, catered, I guess, or very, yes. very, you know, it's for the particular family. It's not like a broad. So because of that, I mean, I would imagine that, um, you know, if you're so customized, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a, like a shoot, you know, it's like perfect when, when you get in there and actually do that with someone. Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to even tell you this, but I don't even have a dining room table. Hey, that's okay. I've actually worked with a lot of people that don't have a dining room table. I don't have a dining room table right now. <laughs> yeah. That does not make a difference. It's okay. What I did is, you know, I'm in the process of redoing my house. It's the two-year plan. And and I still have a little bit more to go. And I decided that I don't want furniture until I'm ready and it's and it's set up. I I um I've had three couches in the past year and my Rottweiler puppy has torn each one of those up. And and I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna live like without you know, the minimum, you know, the front room is completely empty, except there's um, like a vanity that goes and it's going to go into the the, the um, bathroom. And then, you know, the bathroom has got the couch, the TV, the kitchen is, is whatever, but zero dining room table. And I just, I would love to be able to, you know, sit down every day and, 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 and have a dinner like that. Like that's what they used to do in the old days. Right. Maybe that's what, why the country is in such a chaotic state because, you know, there, it was five o'clock dinner, you know, the dad got home from work and, and the dinner was ready and everybody sat around the table. And if you didn't like it, then, then you're going to go, that's all you get. And, and you're going to bed hungry or whatever, you know, like maybe that is part of the whole problem that, that we've got in this country. Like people were just running, 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 like trying to slow down and, and go back to the basics, you know, like. I think you hit the nail on the head. Truly. I think part of the reason why the world is so crazy right now is there is some sort of breakdown of the family and communication and love and support. Not that we're destroying our families or anything, but when you lose that time every day to really connect, even if it's for 10 minutes, the world is experiencing that right now. And it's my mission to help parents. Okay. Sorry about that. That that's not what you want in the middle of a live podcast. Yeah, you're totally good. My 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 Rottweiler puppy decided he wanted to fight with my other dog at that moment. So I am so sorry. You're good. But oh, do, do you remember where you were? Yes. Okay. So I believe and it's my mission to help strengthen homes and empower parents to create this environment where they can connect mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever that looks like, and empower their kids to learn life skills in the kitchen and create this legacy where when the kids do leave, they do want to call you um, at, on the weekends when they're at college or they do want to stay connected with you. And I believe it all starts at the family dinner table. I think that 
I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that Nate has done the dishes. You know, <laughs> like he actually cleaned the, the refrigerator out in detail and like a few weeks ago, like without me even asking him, which was awesome. But you know, by by the actual cooking and actually, you know, helping to clean up. I mean, that to me seems like that creates a work work ethic that that is pretty awesome. Um, so one thing uh, you know I, I wanted to ask you about is a little bit about you know your background. Obviously, your your um, you know you went to college, you have a degree, you were in that typical nine to five. I mean, you work for a government agency, right? Like, yeah. I mean, and how how much deeper down that college road could you have gone to detour into a totally different realm? It, it it's crazy, but um, right now you're actually working with a a coach as a coach. And you are, um, you know, doing some other, you know, behind the scenes things with the website, email marketing, things like that. Now, um, I can imagine, you know, I know who your coach is. I don't know if we, we can mention who she is or anything. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's Katie Richardson. She's, you know, very, very well known in the internet marketing space, um, you know, as a uh, coach. And, you know, that must be absolutely priceless to be around someone of that caliber to, to be able to learn what she is you know, how she's approaching her clientele to where you can piggyback, I don't want to say piggyback, but you can, you can like work off of what you're doing with her, with your own clients. And, and, you know, they're getting, um, I don't want to say it's watered down because you're, you're, you're right there helping her do what she does. Like, so the people that, that come to you and work with you, they're actually getting like such a value because of, of the, the training that you've had beyond your traditional, like you, if you're going to go down a path that's not, you know, that you're going down, like you couldn't have picked a better person to, to, to work with. Like, honestly, it's, you know, opportunity of a lifetime. It's pretty awesome. It's so true. Katie's incredible with helping really high level CEOs optimize their businesses and their internal world. She helps you navigate that. And I benefit from watching her every single day. And what I do is also completely separate. I've learned from her and I've established my own systems, my own processes, but mm -hmm. I know how to really help someone transform because I've seen her do it with me. So I know what it looks like. You know, that's, that's really, really super awesome. So um, anybody that wants to, to go down that road with you, like they're, they're getting into much more than just family dinner. I mean, this could be so much more. a yeah. dynamic that changes the future path of your, of your entire family, it change your kids' lives forever. You know, it's, yeah. um, so, you know, obviously this is like a, a podcast aimed at families, aimed at kids. Um, if you had to, to give, maybe we could do it in, in two different parts. Like if, like, let's say you had advice for for a kid that's coming up that okay so here's here's where we're where i'll explain a little bit before i ask you the question so what i've done with nate because of this pro whole prodigy kid thing is i have taught him um about entrepreneurship at a young age and he sees what i do with building koi ponds and waterfalls and running my lawn service and how we make money and, and do that and it's like he one day he was like why would anybody have a job so i i don't you know it's probably not a good thing, but I've made it very clear to him that I don't put a lot of weight into school. I put a lot of weight into what makes you happy, what what's going to make you, um, you know, follow your own path. Don't, you know, don't be lazy, but find what it is that is your passion. Like, don't, you know, so, so he is definitely not going to college. He is not doing any of that. And 
I feel like as a parent, like I opened a can of worms because everybody says, go to college, get a good job, save all your money for your whole life. And, and then someday you'll be able to retire. But now I, I took that away from him. Like, I don't want to say I took it away from him, but I, I have been, you know, and he's like, you know, I, I, I always say this and go back to the haiku, but he's like, dad, how come I have to learn how to write a haiku? Like, when am I ever going to use this in life? And I'm like, I know, buddy, I know, you know, so it's hard for me to, to push him down a road I don't believe in. So I've opened this can of worms of let's just forget that even is there. If you learn whatever you learn while you're there, great, but I don't care. Let's figure out what are we going to do with what we've got and how are, how are you going to be successful creating your own path and creating your own way? So if you were to tell, let's say, a kid like Nate or a kid coming up, what advice could you give them that, you know, because you you went to college, but then you made a complete beeline, like, and and followed your passion. Like, you know, you say a little bit of your heart is with where, you know, your your previous job and you always love that. But do you somehow wish that you had not done that in the first place and could have just been down the road helping more people that you're going after trying to help now? You know, so what could you tell like one of those kids that could be in your position like, oh, I'm going to go to college. And then all of a sudden now they're like, I don't want to do this. I want to do my own, create my own job. What could you tell a kid? And then also keep, you know, trying to think about like as a parent, what advice could you give a parent that if you have a child that they may not be cut out? You can always tell when your kid's not cut out for, for school or whatever. They, they've got a lot of friends they are really athletic, but they're not good at math or they're not good at whatever. They're not going to get the grades to get a scholarship. They're not going to want to do their homework. You know, so like, what could you, you know, for the two different angles of the same thing, what like super advice could you give both, both of those? Yeah. So I actually get asked this a lot about the transition from my nine to five to entrepreneurship. And a lot of people ask me, do you regret doing that? And it's genuinely a 100% resounding no, I don't regret it because I learned things in that job using my techie analytical processes brain that is helping me in what I do now. So I, I would not go back and change anything from what I did in college. I learned a lot and it was great, but I also see the value in not going to college. And so what my advice to a kid who does not want to go to college is awesome. I understand that. And because you're not going to do that, how can you get creative on exploring your passions and your talents on how you can help people? If you're into entrepreneurship and you don't want to go to college and you don't want to work for someone else, awesome. Now you get to help people. And so how do you want to help people and start doing it right now to test things out and see what you like and see what you don't like? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a big, big fan of, of, you know, letting, letting, um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do. Just, just try everything and, and see what, see what fits. But what about a parent? Like, what could you tell a parent about, you know, how to guide a, a child like that? Like, you know, well, I mean, I mean, I guess we're, we're getting away from the family dinner a little bit, but. No, you know. I think this is a good question. So this is going to sound unconventional and it doesn't have to do with family dinner, but my parents incorporated this a lot in family dinner time in establishing this, um, uh, foundation. And there's two things. My mom always had this motto and she said, say yes, as much as you can to make the nose count. So if you've got a kid that's kind of off the wall, different beat, run into the beat of their own drum or whatever that saying is say yes, as much as you can. And then when you say no, it matters. If they want to sleep in the bathtub, let them sleep in the bathtub. It's not going to hurt anyone. If they want to start a car washing business, let them start a car washing business. It's not going to hurt anyone. 
And the second principle that I recommend is follow through with what you say. No consequences whatsoever. You say, hey, if you do this, I'm going to take away the TV for a week. And then you don't actually do that. You're causing a lot of problems. And so if you yeah. keep your word and you say yes as much as you can to make the no's count, you're going to be set up just fine because you're they're going to feel the love and support from you. And they will understand the consequences because you're creating them together around the family dinner table. Those are my two pieces of advice for the parent. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that I ran into you because I, I was very, very focused on, you know, the two times of the day, which is the, the when you wake up and right before you go to bed. And it's like there's a whole untapped territory that, you know, you might go crazy in the mornings getting ready and and kids off to school and, and all your job and everything and you come home. But there's always that that one time of 45 minutes to an hour that you can you can piggyback. And I never really considered that at all until now. So that's definitely cool. Um, I think that I need to do a little bit of work and, and get a, a dining room table and you know, maybe start with uh, the blue apron because, you know, that that seems like a crutch, I guess, because that could get me used to actually eating, eating more. And, you know, I could, it has easy directions. Then, you know, Nate could do it. I could do it. We both could do it. It just, it's, it's pretty simple and laid out, but anyway, let's, um, let me try to figure out that where can I have people go if they'd like to connect with you and also if they're interested in, in your program and, and having you work with them directly to create a, a structured plan for their family to use that, optimize time for dinner time to, to make that like a, a life-changing family altering um, time of the day and a, and a habit and a routine. So where can they go to find more information about that and about you? Yeah, the best place is Instagram on social media, andrea.beefus, B-E-F-U-S. Okay. Um, I have a free family flavor quiz that you can take. You can learn what family flavor category you're in and I'll send you a free rank of recipes recipes based off of the strengths of your family um so you don't have to waste time on recipes that your i know your family's not going to like <laughs> nice. and you can also go to strengthenyourhome.com nice strengthenyourhome.com that's awesome i hope you enjoyed this episode if you go to prodigykidblueprint.com you can register for our free prodigy kid blueprint that comes with a digital copy of the prodigy kid book 40 success principles kids should learn in school but aren't being taught Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.